Decorating Pages is a podcast dedicated to taking you behind the scenes of the designs of your favorite TV shows and films. Each episode, I'll be sharing design stories from some of Hollywood's most famous sets, interviews from set decorators, production designers, directors, and actors about creating the look of TV and film, about their design inspirations, and stories that take sets from page to screen. Hello, and welcome to Decorating Pages. I'm your host, Kim Wanup. Well, I think I'm on week three of working, and now I feel like I'm in, like, when I was talking about, oh, I'm in week three of quarantine, because um, I still have no concept of time, although I think that August went really slow, but uh, now it seems to have gone by so fast, uh, now, because I'm, uh, I don't know. Uh, I have no sense of time. I, I know what sense of time I do have is that I feel like everything I order from smaller companies is taking longer. And I feel like that's an effect of uh, pandemic. Just getting things for the set uh, is taking longer. Our day-to-day uh, actions in the set deck department, I would say, are taking a little bit longer just we're all being careful of, you know, staying in our assigned little areas and pods and, you know, we try to take breaks, um, to go out and get some fresh air that's recommended. So we really have been able to, we're not really into it yet. Like I'm not like dressing, dressing, um, we're lightly rough, we're light, we're roughing in, roughing in a West Wing right now. <laughs> which is a big deal, a big job. Um, but it's a lot and it's been hot and the poor guys are like huffing in these masks. I feel bad, but, uh, we are back to work. It's weird. I'm at the Fox lot and I believe we're the only show here so far. And that's a weird feeling. I still have a 12 minute commute to work, so I'm not going to complain about that. And, um, other than that, I, I'm so happy to see the prop houses open and um, able to spend money there, let's be honest, and um, hopefully get them back in the groove because I know it's been hard on the business this year in, in every capacity. So really glad to see familiar faces and hear familiar voices at the prop houses Um yeah, that's pretty much what I've been doing. Let's see. I don't feel like I've been watching a lot of TV. I mean, I've gone back. I have. I've gone back to start to research a lot for the show that I'm on, American Crime Story, and more White House and um, specific lighting in certain movies. Like, um, so I, I've been doing that type of research. And we started Outlander, which I had never seen and heard very good things about. It's good. It's beautifully done. Um, I don't know the, all the whole like, um, voiceover talking and narration. I don't, I don't buy it either, but yeah, you know, I think we got like halfway through season one and then I kind of gave up and we started rewatching Mindhunter, the first season of that, which I think is just such a good show. The lighting in that too is superb and the set deck. It's just all very well done. Anything serial killers I'm kind of in on. So, <laughs> um, other than that, I mean, I got housewives. I feel like I haven't watched anything. I'm, 
I don't know. Does anybody have any suggestions? I'm kind of out of shows. I'm not watching Breaking Bad. I know. Everyone has watched Breaking Bad. I'm not doing it. I I heard all about it when it was on. It's kind of like this. Like, I told everyone to watch The Wire. And I feel like nobody ever believed me. So then everybody got on this Breaking Bad bandwagon. And I was like, no, I'm not watching it. I already saw a great show. I don't need, I don't know. I'm not doing it. I know it's a good show. And I know what happens, unfortunately. So I'm not watching it. No. So don't suggest that one to me. (laughs) On this episode, I speak with production designer Jamie McCall, who was nominated for an Emmy for her work on Feud and nominated for ADG Awards for Feud and Versace. The American Crime Story Versace. And I'm working with her now, so this was kind of nice. And I've worked with her before. She is super sweet. She started off um, graphic designing, and that's how I met her on Parks and Rec. And then um, she art directed uh, the show Love that we were doing. And she she did some graphics for Good Place, but I don't know if I was there for that. But anyway, so... She's a fantastic graphic designer. She has a key eye for color and design, and I'm I'm really excited to start this American Crime Story uh, impeachment with her because it's going to be a long road together. So <laughs> I hope she likes me in the end. Uh, no, she will. Um, but we talk about her getting into this and moving up through the department. We also talk about her production designing and just being nonstop in the last, like, two years. American Crime Story, Pose, The Politician, the upcoming film The Prom, and now American Crime Story. She's just, she's a powerhouse, really. Super strong woman, and I am so happy uh, to be working with her. So I hope you enjoy I called you because you'd worked in North Carolina, but also because I, I, you know, this is a hard movie of like hiking and carrying things. And I honestly called you because I thought you were the guy. (laughs) At least he admitted it. At least he admitted it. And I was like, I'm not, but I'm not worried about, you know, the physical aspect of this movie. Um, Because there was, there was a lot of hiking. I mean, we would hike a mile in and we hired Sherpas and to get and that's why I find it so hilarious when everybody gets up in arms when I find a set that's like on the second floor of a building that only has stairs or something. It's like, dude, we sherpa shit in a mile. <laughs> With it depends. Camera. Yeah, it depends. But everyone on that project probably had the mindset like this is what it's going to be. When you take like yeah. us out in the scout van, it's like, oh. You know how much cable this is going to be? You know, like, <laughs> many lunch boxes we got to get? Like, <laughs> Yeah. It, 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 they did, but I, and not everybody was, like, super outdoorsy either, but they did, you know. 
whatever. But it was, that's where I'm like, what you, especially when I worked in New York, they were like, well, it's on the second floor. And there's no elevator. How are we going to get stuff up there? I'm like, they don't even. <laughs> oh my God. I'm like, it's the presentation. We're going to make it work. It's a, uh, <laughs> it's a good exercise people. Yeah, exactly. Um, I know there's, I have so many graphic uh, questions for you because, uh, uh, mostly because I know what great graphics you've done, but I, I was really bothered by the fact that you only did two episodes on parks. That's not true. Is it? No, that must be. You're only uh, on IMDb. It only says two episodes. I was like, really? No, I was there. I was there that whole... I thought you were there that whole season. (laughs) Yeah, I was. I'll have to go in and check. You gotta check your shit. There's also something on IMDb that I've been trying for years, and I've emailed them for years, that says I art-directed this movie, that I have not art-directed that movie. Um, Some weird... I don't know, is there like a tennis guy on the front or something? I don't know, it's called something. Zombievers? No, that I did. (laughs) (laughs) Um, um, I don't know. <laughs> uh, high maintenance. Yeah. Oh, as Jamie Walker, because there is a couple Jamie Walkers, or J. Well, there's a couple Jamie McCalls on IMDb. Also, maybe that's your problem. I don't know, but I've written to them like five times for over ver- like years, and I'm like, please take this off. I did not do this movie. <laughs> <laughs> and they keep putting me I do not want this on my resume <laughs> no I, I mean it seems fine like whatever but I just didn't do it it is weird to reach out to people like the storybook artist yesterday storyboard artist and just have him reply and be like yeah sure I'm up for it and I'm like okay cool <laughs> that's cool yeah. who, who was it his name is Gabriel Hardman and he's huh. done like Inception and Interstellar and um, started out doing like all the Austin Powers and just did Call of the Wild and Tropic Thunder. It was interesting because I never realized how little a storyboard artist actually is involved with a production designer. I mean, he, he made it pretty clear that, you know, he doesn't, he's hired you know, almost at the same time as a designer and or before them and works a lot with the director. Mm-hmm. And so then I went into like, you know, well, how does that, in, does your designs, in, does your stuff influence stuff? Like, how does that work? And then, and he was very, he's a film guy. Like there wasn't much TV talk. <laughs> so mm-hmm. I'm like, yeah, I think once or twice, I feel like the director's been like, we should storyboard this. Like, I remember that once, like, I remember Dean saying it once on Parks and being like, whoa, they're going to get a storyboard artist for this? This is a crazy, <laughs> big time. But I feel like it's something that is so beneficial to the art department yeah. and that it's completely fallen off. We did yeah. a lot, storyboarded a ton on Banshee. Oh. And it's so helpful for the art department because you know, you know, Sure, you're, you're not 100% locked into each shot, but at least you know what they're looking to get and what are, like, the hero elements of the whole yeah. shebang, the whole yeah. scene. And there's some, especially, I think, um, there's certain um, 
it would have been very beneficial, I think, for like pose or, you know, very action kind of yeah. moving. Every just to see what the world going to be. Um, or a musical number or something like that. I think it's, I think it's um, not a lost art, but I just, I do wish they were used more. Yeah. I really, when, when in talking to him, <clears throat> it made me realize so much more of like how much camera work they're looking into rather than just the whole scene or the whole set. They're really focusing on where the camera angle is going to be and wide. And I was like, Hey man, keep it wide. <laughs> I was like, draw it wide. Right. We like it wide. Yeah. He's like, yeah, I'm you sure. know, I don't, you know, it, that's, that's not my concern. <laughs> I was like, okay. I mean, and I get it. It's not. Yeah. And, but I did ask him like, have you gone into sets after you've storyboarded and then been like, Oh, that's cool. They put a door over here. Like maybe I'll see if I could storyboard it like this. And he's like, Oh, definitely. So I think, it, it the influence of the set is still there even after it's he's been drawn it's been presented it's been accepted like they still make corrections based on the sets which i think is good oh yeah for yeah. sure yeah um but it was it was really interesting to talk to someone else that's not like in our uh, inner mm -hmm. circle I'm trying to get more people of like the whole art department encompassing of what everybody does so yeah. which is why you <laughs> being graphics and an art director and a designer i mean i don't know any other graphic designers that have made it to production designer i think it's you <laughs> i mean i'm sure there are but i don't know anyone yeah uh i think there's um uh, i think i know of uh, one other but not well enough to be like oh this is their name i think i have heard of one other and you, did you go to, uh, like, school or classes for graphics? I went to, I actually went to Pratt Institute in Brooklyn, New York, and uh, got a four-year degree in design. Mm -hmm. And part of it was graphics. Mm. Um, and I went for advertising, art direction, and, like, kind of, it was like, we didn't really have minors, but I would say I minored in graphic design. Mm. And then at that time when I graduated, it was, you know... The ad agency wanted you to work for a year for free in New York City. It's like, mm, how do you put that? For New York City, like you know, you know, I was lucky enough that um, my parents helped me through school, so I couldn't very well ask them and be like, "Hey, can you foot the bill for another, you know, yeah. few years while we get going?" So you know, I moved back to Boston and started waitressing, and then. Um, saw Lord of the Rings and my boyfriend at the time was going to Emerson and we just decided when he graduated, we were going to move to LA. So we did. And I was like, I'm going to go to LA and be a graphic designer for TV and film. That's it. And that was it. Yeah. And then, you know, he graduated in May and that September we drove across the country and his, uh, one of his brothers was already here for acting. Uh, he had been here, I think, a year or something like that. And we, uh, so we had at least had somewhere to drive to and then uh, stayed with them for like a couple weeks. And then we found our own apartment and then we all started looking for jobs. And then he got a job at a bakery called, uh, it used to be called Sugar Plum and then Susina. Oh, and I loved Susina. Oh, yeah. I loved it there. Yeah. Yeah. So the original owner, owner Jenna Turner, um, my 
boyfriend at the time got a job there, him and his brother. And we all hit it off because she was East Coast. She was from New York. And, um, you know, she was like, what do you want to do? And I told her what I, you know, went to school for and this and that. And she, the Bill Breast, he actually designed her bakery. So she was like, oh, I should get you in touch with Bill. And this kind of went on for like a year or so. And then finally I, I met with Bill in like this random parking lot while he was doing a pilot somewhere in Hollywood. And he was doing another pilot. And I showed him like my portfolio and he's just like, um, I just don't know, you know, I don't know if you have the experience for this pilot, blah, blah, blah. And I was like, just give me a chance. Yeah. Just please give please. me a chance. I'll do it. Like, please. Um, so he did. And I ended up working on that and it was called Queen Bee with Danny DeVito and Alicia Silverstone that never went anywhere. And then, um, she's a kiss of the decorator death. On, the what? She's a kiss of death on TV. <laughs> so, uh, the decorator on that, Daniel Berman, was went off to go do house. And at the time when house started up, they were looking for, you know, PAs, and I obviously wasn't in the union. And, um, so Derek Hale reached out to me and I interviewed with him, and they hired me as a PA on house for season two. And then I worked for a year with him and he, I was like, listen, I need to get into the union. Cause you know, I feel like I'm doing a little bit of stuff here and there. And I really, I really want this to be my career. So if you can't help me for next season, get into the union or if you, you know, a way to go about it or give me some advice then I'm going to have to leave and go do something else. And he just so happens just got the job on into the wild. And he was like, listen, I just, I just got this job with Sean Penn. I think it's gonna, um, it's not union, but it, it's probably going to go union. And oh, that's wow. one way that you could, you could get in. So the beginning of season three, a house, I went off and did into the wild with Derek and he well, was he, all over the country. And well, he's I still was doing house. <laughs> He what? He was still doing house, I believe. Oh, yeah. yeah. He was still doing house, but I was not. Yeah. And he was, like, all over, and um, and I would send out graphics, and then I would call, like, North Dakota, you know, Kinko's, and be like, hey, I'm, I'm you know, printing this your way, like, is it, you know, and then the art director would go pick it up, and so we did, that's how we did the graphics all over the country, with me based in L.A. Oh, wow. Um. And then I got my 30 days and I was in. And then once that movie was over, I went back to house as their graphic designer and stayed there for seven years. <laughs> it was like you and it's so funny because it's like you and me were trapped on the Fox lot for five. Like I was there, I think six years and you were there at the same time. And I never, I don't think I ever ran. We were out. like close by too. Cause yeah. You're, you're, yeah. Yeah. You were like in the drapery building, right? Yes. And yep. we were like in the back, but our stage ten, where the back lot is, was like right by you. And yeah, but I think that's where I met. I mean, I'm I think I met Derek at like parties or something. But Derek Hill, who I've had on the podcast, is oh, you he did oh yeah, I haven't heard that one. Oh, I need to check that one. Yeah, two, I got two episodes out of him because he is such a fantastic storyteller. Mm-hmm. and he has so many stories, and he just works. And oh. I feel like I don't know any other production designer like him that treats this like a like an absolute business deal. I feel yeah. like he's just, 
this is what we're going to do, this is how much it's going to cost, this is what you want, here it is. And he's blunt, and he's, you know, he hires great people, he does a ton of research, and you know what you're going to get from him. And mm -hmm. I, I've just always felt like, even when I first met him, like, this guy's different than... The guy was working with Phil Toolin at the time who was like, let's draw, let's just create, let's draw, let's do this. And maybe we'll, maybe it'll be like this, or maybe I'll draw this and it could be like this, or what if, and the airplane crash, what if this happened and blah, blah, blah. And just like, I guess more, not more creative, but more like imaginative of what we were going to do. Whereas I felt even working with Derek on just one pilot, He's very direct, and this is what it is. <laughs> so, which is great to work with someone like that because I'm sure you'll agree. Because then you know where you stand too. You, I always knew where I stood with Derek. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite Derek quotes is when I would <laughs> leave at eight o'clock at night, like, uh, Derek, I'm gonna go. It's you know, <laughs> I was here at like yeah. seven. I'm gonna go, and he'd look up and be like, half day. Yeah. <laughs> like I I need to go. Yeah. Um but he's been such a, such an important um part of my career because he he's someone I keep in contact with yeah. all the time. Me too. He's someone who's always reaches out to me or I reach out to him if I have any questions, especially when I first started getting started. I'm like, you know, I, I he's just been so helpful and speaking back to like what you were saying, he taught me a lot on you know, being blunt, like this is what it is. And a lot of his design is based in, in research and reality, yeah. which I think a lot of, you know, I've taken a lot of that too. And, you know, throughout my career, different people inspire you or you take from them certain things. And Derek has been, you know, with budgets and, and just watching him, just graphic designing them, but I doubt outside. So I was never one to sit with headphones on and just like do my work. I always was like listening because yeah. it was such a great way to learn. I mean, how else do you learn these skills? And it's not like they teach this stuff if you were to take a film class or, no. you know. So he was such a instrumental part of my career. And he also, you know, when people reached out to him to recommend me, he, he said he was like, anybody who's worked under me can handle the job because I <laughs> teach them. And I was like, it's true. You did. You never, You always expect, like, everybody to be on their game and be top-notch and, like, you know, no excuses, but yeah. also willing to teach, you know? Yeah. And that was great. It was a great environment. Yeah. And he was there with you at house the whole time? Did you? No, know? he, when did he leave? I think he left season four, the beginning mm -hmm. of season four. So I had two seasons with him, I think. And then Jeremy Castles um, and Natalie Wyman, the art director took over and they, um, lasted the rest of it yeah. and I learned a tremendous amount from them too that, that was you know because I had been there I was Natalie used to call me the dinosaur because I was the one that had been there for a few <laughs> years before they had all like kind of showed up and got settled in and that was a huge learning part for me too because they trusted me and I started going on like tech scouts to take all the measurements and graphic stuff for me because they knew that I was going to be the one doing them and why not, you know, try right. to teach a person. Right. So that was great experience. And I was like, yeah, I mean, I don't know a lot of graphic designers that go on tech scouts. No, so but I it's feel like smart. It's from early, if they can. 
Yeah, you, yeah, exactly. And how, you know, house was busy for sure. There were definitely busy moments, but like we somehow worked it so that the tech scout days I were, you know, I didn't go on every tech scout, but ones that were graphically heavy, um, you know, like subway station and stuff like that. Yeah. It was, they would just send me out cause it's just easier if you're taking your own measurements and your own shorthand. Don't you, um, I, that was a great way to learn. I always think I'm lucky with bones because and on house sort of the same thing it might have been like a medical or it might have been like a police thing but we still got to do so many varieties of sets it was like mm-hmm. a school of like okay this week is a hotel room exploding or a hotel room or you know the subway station or this like there's just so many things in a season even if you stayed one season on a one hour long you mm-hmm. get the variety of sets that you get to do, I think is like going to school. I think it's like invaluable. Absolutely. Yeah. And at that time when it was 22 episodes, yeah. I mean, you were there most of the year. Yeah. So that was like a whole year of training. Yeah. I mean, we, you didn't, I never got any work <laughs> on the hiatus because my, the hiatus was only like a month and a half. It was mm-hmm. like, oh, I'll take the six weeks. And, and then as I look back, it's sort of like, oh, I mean, that was the fear when I was done bones. I don't have any contacts. I've been here so long. I don't work in the off season and thank God for Ian Phillips who hired me on parks. So yeah, <laughs> who hired you on parks, right? Who yeah. hired me on parks. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah. so then you went to Dexter, right? I did. I, Adam actually brought, um, kind of was my contact through that. They needed a, a second graphic designer on they had like a huge mega episode and they just it just was too much for one so I was brought on as a second just for a little bit to to do help out with Dexter so I wasn't I don't really like I was on it but not like the main the main person on that well because you have the office too you have one episode for the office which I love the office I (laughs) I know um that was he was going on he, he was going on vacation for like a month or something and they needed somebody to cover and I was like Sure. Yeah. Like, that's an awesome show. I'll do it. Well, isn't that good, too, having the position of a graphic di- designer? If you're not tied to a show, look how many other, like, places you can get hired for just, like, to pop in and, like, mm-hmm. okay, change up my regiment of, you know, instead of being at house or whatever, it seems like then you get to, like, jump around. It's awesome. Totally. It's, and even on, I didn't take like a lot of work on my time off, but there were, I think I did, um, that over like the the Christmas hiatus on house, we had like an extended one and he just happened to need to go away. And I jumped in and did that. Um, and then I did some stuff here and there during my month and a half hiatuses on house. So like I did get to meet people, but I think after house, um, the house family kind of stayed together when we all went to North Carolina and did Banshee mm. for two years. So uh, with Natalie and Jeremy. So it was like, even though I kind of went and branched off and did a couple things here and there, it was always like the house family that kept me Together. kept me going for a few years after house. How was it just going to another city to work? I mean, were you like, oh shit? Or were you like, this is awesome? I It was awesome. We met some great people um I don't think it would have been as awesome if Heath's uh career wasn't as flexible mm-hmm. Your and thank god it was mm-hmm. uh at the time and has been 
throughout my career so far because he's gone with me every place. I think it would have been really, I, I, hats off to anybody who goes without their significant other. I think if for me, it would be really difficult not to have Heath, to see Heath every day. Yeah. So um, it was great. And it was, you know, it's just so um, enlightening to work in other states and places or places you'd never in a million years thought you would ever live. Yeah. You know, you really get to know the people and the culture and, um, you know, working in Charlotte or working, you know, I worked in Asheville. I was there for six months. It's just like we, we did on Banshee, we did a little bit of time in New Orleans and, you know, just going all around and meeting different people. And it's just nice. It's, I think you learn more, you know, yeah. you, you know, if you just do one, you know, if California does it this way, it's like, well, what if we did it this way? You know, yeah. people do it different in different states, which is kind of nice. Yeah. I, I mean, hats off. I could, I've already said I could never be a New York decorator at this point. I'm too set in my ways of like, I don't know how they do it. It's the city. I don't know how they do it with the trucking and whatever and the pickups and the traffic. And then they're in charge of like windows, like, or like all of the carpets and like all those other things. And it is an experience of like, oh, LA is pretty like cush kind of <laughs> only because you feel like you have. It's like the production designer from Veep when he came, Jim Gloucester, when he came to L.A. And he had asked for something. I was like, I can't I can't get that by Friday. I can't get that. And he's like, we're in L.A. I was told I could get anything when I come to L.A. And I was like, <laughs> all right, well, not that. <laughs> yeah. That became like a running joke of like, I was told when I come to L.A. I could have anything. And I was like, no, you're kidding no. me. No, you can't have it. But Especially carpet, because all carpet comes from Atlanta. And it's... crazy yeah the carpet well listen the carpet was affect me just as much of of like when is that carpet going in when is that carpet going to be done when can i get in when is the carpet going to be in (laughs) oh carpet um so how was it a certain uh like opportunity of uh, moving up or were you just like, all right, I'm done. I got to move up. Well, it's interesting. You know what? Um, when I was graphic designing on house forever and I'd be listening cause the, um, like office, um, conference room where they had all the meetings and stuff. And I'm like, yeah, I don't no interest being in all that jazz. But then once I, towards the end of house and, um, working on a, def- a couple different things, I, it's like, you know what? I think I'm I'm ready. I'm I'm ready to move up. I'm ready to be not behind the computer every single day. Um and when I got that opportunity to go to Banshee, I kind of set it up where uh I was like, "Listen, I I definitely want to go. Can I go as an assistant art director?" Mm. And and they gladly brought me on as that. Um and Natalie and Jeremy were great and, you know, showed me a lot and I showed a lot of interest with, um, you know, with plans and stuff like that. That's often a question I get is like, well, how did you learn how, you know, the set design part of it? Right. For me, always the shows that I worked on set designers and graphic designers, we always sat together and I always, (laughs) always had to work with them very closely because they're, you know, they're building the building that this giant graphic or these things are going in. And it's like, I have to learn, I know, I have to know how to read a plan. 
yeah. you know, no, I'm not a set designer, but I know how to read plans because I had to. Um, yeah. And then when I had questions, everybody's always super cool and answered my questions and then just got to, got to learn it. And, yeah. um, so is- even in, in Banshee, North Carolina, it, it, it was even more so, you know, they really introduced me and then I got to talk to construction more and the builds and all that stuff. It is sort of like you, the graphic designer and the set designer are like stuck in the office all the time. It's Together all the time. Yeah. So, you know, if I ever had any questions, which I did, I always had an interest in architecture. And if I wasn't so bad at algebra, I may have gone to. Yeah, I could. <laughs> become well, architecture, but. I couldn't do the physics. I mean, I couldn't probably do the algebra either, but like I could not do the, the physics. Like I was like, I'm out. I can't. Yeah. I was cheating. I was like writing down all the like answers in my calculator. It took me longer to like program my scientific calculator with all the answers than it would have probably to study. But yeah, no, I was like, I'm my uh, my problem I think was that my algebra teacher junior year was the dean of students, oh. so we didn't get along very well. You know, I was in detention all the time. <laughs> Uh, there there should be like an art department detention like like, like you did what all right you're in detention you're detention yeah you're in timeout maybe that's what it is you're in timeout we could say it to like producers (laughs) yeah you're in a timeout you're in a timeout right now i can't talk to you about a budget we can't Uh, and then it seems like you were out of town for a really long time though I mean, oh my you god there, you were out of town for like years years back and forth back and forth yeah. I mean we have moved so much uh, he like at the thought of moving he just wants to cry um <laughs> but I think you know when you're when you can yeah and it, it's gonna help your career why not like yeah. or a great opportunity presents itself sure um why not travel? It's such a great way to see the country and and meet new people and get different experiences. And I am very fortunate to have, to be paid to go do this stuff, to travel. I mean, that's crazy. And it, the influence that we get from it, like always having that like designer eye on or decorator eye, like, Oh, the looking at the little things that this community has and, or this little town, the architecture that they have, like, I feel like we all store it even though we have digital cameras, we all sort of store that in our heads of like, that could be researched one day. I'm going to, going to remember that. So, and plus you must've been on a million like locations to like, I mean, oh yeah. All this or even just traveling like, Oh, let's go, let's go to Atlanta for the weekend or let's do this for the weekend, you know? And then you like get to see a bunch of different places. Uh, yeah. Even in, you know, I was just in New York, just traveling to like certain places in New Jersey and, and stuff like that, you get to see in, you know, you, you register it all, you know, mental photos. And then when you come out here back to LA and they're like, we're going to do New York. Like, yeah, uh, are we? Yeah. <laughs> or like, oh, we're DC. You're like, hey. Oh yeah. Wow. Well, I know. <laughs> I've been in DC for a long time. Because <laughs> yeah. Bones was in DC and then Veep was in DC. I feel like, uh, I got DC yeah. down. <laughs> we just got to take our creative licenses with some things and, you know. Yeah. Um, I, the first time I worked with you, I guess, 
was Parks, and then we joined up on Love together. Oh, right. Which was fun. I mean, I liked that show. I didn't get it. <laughs> like, watching it, I it was like, this is so stupid. But I really loved the sets that we got to do, and I really loved showing L.A. for L.A. It, um... I enjoyed that show. I enjoyed working with you and Ian. Yeah. It was fun. It was close to where I was living, which is always <laughs> nice. Um, creatively for me, it was, I mean, LA for LA, you know, I think it's more fun for you because you got to go in and, you know, redecorate certain things. And for the art director at the time, I was like, well, there's a whole lot yeah. we're doing here. <laughs> I, <know. laughs> I Listen, there were plenty of times Patrick and I would see the art director roll up and we'd be like, what are you even doing here? What are you come, what are you here to check on me? Get the fuck out. Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I need some purpose yeah. <laughs> to show yeah. up. But so I, I you know, but, but that's a show that I feel like I really got into greens on because mm. you know, we had oh, lots yeah. of hide here and there and you know, the scheduling of the greens on and off the stages. That was, you know, a learning thing for me. Yeah. Um, doing all that. So, you know, take you know, I got in with the painters and they were great and taught me a lot of things too. Cause it, cause it, that was another good learning show because I had some, <laughs> you know, yeah. a lot of questions. Yeah. I like, I mean, I, I look at the show and I like, I like what we did mm-hmm. uh, almost on every set. Like, I'm like, Oh, that was good. Or like, Oh, like the way, even like the streets that they chose for to them to walk down and the murals and like, I just think it's a actually a good case study of like LA in, you know, 2016. I just mm-hmm. feel like that was a good we we did it right and I'm sort of proud of that of like, oh, I wonder if anyone will ever look at that and be like, "Oh, LA, you need LA mid-teens? Yeah, you should check this out." Like that's always one of my hopes of like the work that you do is then referenced. I feel like that's because that was like that is like a documentary on LA at that point. Yeah, yeah. So that was I think one of the fun things about that show, and it was kind of super easy. <laughs> it was mm-hmm. Like, although I didn't like Sony, I don't like working in Sony, but whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and we worked with Ian Phillips again, which was fun. yeah. He's always a good time. Yeah, he's a good time guy. Um, and then you hit the big time. <laughs> I. I... I feel like I was thrust into the big time. Yeah. And then you were thrust into big time. And thankfully you looked back and say hello to a couple of us because then you get into the Ryan Murphy world of just, I feel like anything goes and design is king, which is awesome. So it is awesome. Yeah. It's a lot of fun. And I'm so thankful that Will Thayer passed my name along. Uh, and got me the interview. That's probably the only shout out Will will ever get. <laughs> <laughs> he was a construction coordinator. He's a very nice guy. I'm joking. Um, and we worked with him on love. So that makes sense yeah. that then names or names get passed along, which is always nice. So your first, yeah. your first thrust into that was feud. Yes. Um, I wish that I could watch feud every day. I I love the old Hollywood. I loved I love Susan Sarandon. I love I just love the whole thing. Like I want to watch it all the time, and I'd have to buy it to watch it right now. And I'm like, eh, I don't want to buy it. And I should have kept my like Emmy screener or something of it when I had it 
I think it was only one episode, but what? I loved it. I think just a phenomenal job on that. And I, I am so jealous of the amount of research that you got to do. <laughs> it was lots of research. We also had a researcher on who, mm. you know, helped because they're, it just required so much that you had to have a, a full-time person doing that. Yeah. So that was great to have that, you know, once it's coming up, it's like, oh, here's the folder of all that. And then, you know, I would also do our own research for it. And Judy was constantly, you know, in books and she does her own amazing research and has her own ideas. And the thing I like about Feud and, and the look of Feud was that Judy took that. Judy Becker. Time, Judy Becker took that time period and kind of put her own little twist on it, you know, with um, some of the pops of color and, and just her, her, just her Judy touch, which yeah. I think was really it's, elegant and beautiful. It's very turned up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and the, the colors turned up and the style is just pushed a little bit more and there, you can definitely see what you're talking about in it. Um, we're, what were like the big, I mean, the house was a build, right? Joan Crawford's house yes. was a build. So that bedroom is spectacular. The living room the is spectacular. Yes. Um, and All real marble in the bathroom. What? Mm-hmm. That's something that I appreciate because I, you know, working prior to that, I'd never worked with a designer who was like insisting on real material, like has to be real material. Just not that I've worked with. I'm sure that you know, I'm sure a lot of people do it. Um, and we had real marble on almost every set that had that. And so I, I've taken that and I'm like, well, we could faux it, but by the time you have a painter do it and this and that and that, and when we can go get a slab for $700, like, why not use the real thing? Right. So that's something, you know, one of the things I took away from Judy was like, yeah, you know what, don't be shy away from the real product. That's a great lesson. I mean, when you can get away with it and when you, when you can implement it, yeah, real is always better. And, and especially Marvel, because as fantastic as painters are, there's a lot of times where you can spot fake marble, like painted marble, which then you're like, oh, these columns, can I get some, should I put some fabric on these? Like, (laughs) or just the sheen sometimes is just, you know, and, and again, they do a spectacular job. I've, also done full marble with scenics who are super talented and it looks great and it, and it, it is hard to tell but I think at a, sometimes when you can or if the painters are busy just, just get the real thing yeah um, how long were you on feud I mean I was on feud well I was on feud the whole time I say that I was thrust into feud because I think I was brought on with only um, like three weeks of prep left Mm. Um, there had been two other art directors on before me and then I was thrown into the mix Um, so I I took that over through with like two or three weeks left of prep and then I finished the entire show I was asking that because I thought it was the same deal as American Crime Story where it went on for like almost a year but I guess not (laughs) no it was on schedule kind of it for the most part it was on schedule yeah I think we finished like maybe we were a month over or something but nothing crazy was it on the easier side to shoot that in LA since it's LA since it's like you know the 
fifties and sixties or it was and you know judy becker did a great job finding locations that you know hadn't really been touched um the only problem we ran into is just like everything when you do a period show you know big brothers everywhere there's cameras everywhere so there's all these like mystery boxes that we had to put up everywhere to um you know hide everything it's just impossible now to shoot period without having (laughs) yeah cameras thermostats and like cameras exactly yeah Mm -hmm. um i don't know i i could watch it right now if somebody threw it on i'd be like i'll be right back um (laughs) even just the acting and the the costumes and everything is just fantastic so good did you so get fun. did you get any break between feud and American Crime Story uh, Versace? Or did I you go did. Away? Only I think we got a couple weeks, like two or three weeks off, and then we started Versace. Um, and then that went that went from yeah from like March until the following Christmas. So that was a good a good run. Yeah, because you had, like, just sort of shut down to, like, get scripts and stuff, right? I mean, that happens on shows periodically. It's not, like, only that show. Well, the good thing with Versace is they had a different, they had, you know, Ryan has multiple writers doing different projects and stuff like that. So at least that the Versace guy was one of the writers and Ryan were working on that, um, you know, Ryan's really good about separating his time for all of his projects and meeting with um, the writers of that show. So we had, we had a good, I think we had, a, was it the, we had the first two scripts going into it, I believe, which, you know, they were hour long and that was, that was a good. And then we had um, stuff to shoot in Miami. So there was, you know, a lot of, which we did. We, I think we shot some stuff in LA and then we went to Miami for a little bit and then we came back to LA and, you know, just gives people more time to get did the you, sets done in LA. And, did you go to Chicago for that too? Or was that all here? Uh, some of it was here. All the interior was here and the exterior we shot in Chicago. Mm. Huge. I mean, it's a massive, like when you look at the whole thing, it's a massive story over years mm-hmm. because you have all the flashbacks of both of their lives um, Versace and Andrew Cannon and the different type of lives, like all of the sets that you did that were Italy are fin- uh, just gorgeous. And the, and I feel like you probably ha- had to work a lot too with like lighting and uh, the, wa- I mean, I don't know were the walls all marble there too. <laughs> like, <laughs> it was, you know, working with Simon Dennis, the DP, um, on the rest of it. I know uh, Nelson started it and then Simon took over. Um, but he's always such a pleasure to work with. And that was the first time I worked with Simon and he, and he's lovely. Yeah. I only just met him because of uh, the next American Crime Story, but he seems really like a nice guy. Super it's- nice. It's- I also did Politician with him and um, Pose. And he's he's... Very collaborative, which I, I appreciate. It seems like I should be getting maybe half of his paycheck, though, since I'm providing most of his lighting. 
Hmm. Hmm. I don't know about that, but yeah, that's something I gotta take up with the union, I guess. <laughs> um, and then were you thrust into uh, taking over American Crime Story as the production designer? I mean, uh, as well. There was, I mean, that was a slower thrust. Uh, <laughs> Ryan had asked Judy Becker to go on to start up, um, do the pilot of Pose, and so she left. Versace to go do that and then I as the art director bumped up into the production designer position um it felt like a natural transition I guess for for the team and everybody so and then I did that I can't even tell you what episode it was because we were shooting out of order at that point so people are like oh what episode you take over I'm like honestly I don't remember what I think it was a I I have no idea because we shot out of order and I think it's like I did four and five or she did six i can't even remember now i have to go back and look at imdb for what exactly the episodes were and then um uh, let's see i know that i came in because i it's it's kind of unusual even for there be to be a second decorator i mean the show was so busy and the schedule was so crazy i don't even know how Mm. matthew ferguson like did it all without someone else. I mean, I know that he had a tremendous team of buyers and mm-hmm. um, he's just so good. But um, I remember getting a call and it was, um, so Veep had gone down because of Julia's cancer. So I was available, which was, I was like, oh, well, we're out of a job. No one, no shows are starting up in the middle of October, you know, October. Like, all right, guys, we'll do a pilot in January. See you later well or a show and then um you called and i was like oh thank god thank god it's like we just need help with this i know actually maybe i think you called and then matthew called because he was very kind and called and tried to like you know like sort of like easy and do it or give like reality of what this is going to be and um i remember it being like it's just the one set. It's the really important. It's the boathouse where he kills himself. Like, we have all the research. We already did the bedroom. Like, this is it. And then it was like I started, and then the next day it was like, hey, do you think maybe you could do <laughs> Do you think maybe you could do this other office? And it was like, sure. I could throw in another office. Like, okay, cool. And then it was like, uh. But it was like only two, I think. Oh, the party house. I did that party house, too. Oh, right. But I feel like I got sets that were, like, on the easier side. I think he was kind to ask me to do things that were on the easier side of... But but big sets. Like... They were massive. The party house and the boathouse, I mean, that was a huge set. Yeah, the boathouse was huge. I mean, doing a, a... office and everything is always like oh all right we need like 25 computers we need 25 desk setups we need like it's just it's sort of repetitive and then you get into your details and it's slightly annoying sometimes so i understand like she could do the office and i'm fine with that because you could do it right but i was so impressed really with the art department of how much research there was for every single set and i don't I mean, we did a lot, a ton of research on Veep, tons. But it was sort of like, um, either it was like, I showed the designer, or he showed me, and then, you know, we had our Dropbox, and we could look on there, and it's all on there. But visually, when you walk, 
into the art department of Versace, it was the walls were just covered, <laughs> covered, covered, covered with samples and um, like boards on every single set you guys have done, mm-hmm. which takes a lot of time to do, but it's so helpful. So helpful. So how is that? Is that a, a Ryan uh, process or is that a Judy process? And then are you process? Like how, how does that come about that? It's so visual everywhere. It, you know, Judy had implemented that or uh, whether that's her always been her process. Um, we did that on feud, but the thing to pitch Ryan ideas for each individual set that he's, you know, written is you have, you have your meeting with him. So what you do is you put your boards together of each set and you're like, this is what I'm thinking for this, you know, or in the concept meeting, he usually gives you like, he kind of, you know, he, he's very good about setting up the world. And you're like, okay, I get it. And then you put your concept board for that. And then you have your meetings. But when you have your meetings, you have to pitch him like, however many you know there's tons of sets in an episode so you have you know and so you're like whipping through your boards because he's you know limited in time so you try to make your boards as tight as possible and he he's really good about like going through and marking them like yes 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 and yes like these things and it's great for us to then go back to our team and be like this is what re- ryan really responded to so this is going to be our world right um so it's collaborative in a sense where it's like we get you know he gets to pitch what he's thinking and then we get to pull out of his brain visuals um one of my favorite things of working with ryan is that i get to do my mood boards for each set and then pitch them to him and it's very gratifying when i hit the mark um and you know sometimes i don't and and that's you know oh like back to the drawing board but I think the graphic designer in me and how I do my boards is all digital. You know, I, I, yeah. I print them out. It is different. I design them. Yeah. And, um, I really enjoy that part of it because then for me building my set from the graphic design base is like a very visual way for me to, for it all to come together for me. And then it's easier for me to explain it to my team yeah. and to, or to pitch it to Ryan. Um, cause I feel like I've like created it from the bottom up and on the boards you're pitching uh, wall color. You're pitching if you have, um, carpet samples, if you have any other material samples, you're trying to, you know, show what, what the textures in the room will be. You have research on there. I know just from the little prep that we had sometimes if there's, you know, room for furniture or furniture is a different board, mm-hmm. um, so you're you're trying to get that whole picture in there to present because I agree it then just makes it easier for us to be like okay I got, I'm on the road I'm on the road mm-hmm. I can go so I uh, I think in any art department uh, we've done boards always like you know for huge sets or like perm sets in the beginning of the season we'll do a we'll do boards and as the season goes on I'm not you don't have time or you just I'm not going to do a board for this cafe that's like a swing set but in this Ryan Murphy world it where everything is so visual I feel like everything is so cohesive in his mind that we all have to be on the same page and it's super helpful to have these boards done and a lot of work a lot of work for your art department to put them together and for you to approve and you to go over and you have so many sets. You have so many sets. Many. So many <laughs> sets. Um, Always. 
so yeah, but I, I, I find it like super helpful just in the little prep that we've had so far, but yeah, but the whole room, the whole art department, which we are in the same, um, art department that you were now, all the walls were covered. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God. Oh, we had, because we did feud in that same section. So we had it, it dialed in and, and, and Judy's very much a person who needs to, you know, feel and touch all the everything. And, and so the way we had set up that art department for feud carried over to Versace. So we had, you know, it was almost like we were on a 22 episode show, yeah. you know, feud going right we into Versace. So we had it all dialed in and yeah. it was great because we had all the samples and we had everything. We now back at, back in that same exact place for a crime story, like it's not set up yet. We don't have all of our, you know, it's going to take time. And by the time we get it all set up again, it's going to yeah. be, you know, it's over. Cause I can't, cause um, when I, I saw it, you were at the end of crime, you were at the end of Versace. So you literally had been there like um, over a year in this off, not physically, but like in this office space was an art department for, you know, a lot of a lot of sets so a you had a tremendous amount of library and samples and uh fabric mm -hmm. and carpet samples and yeah it was oh it was overwhelming but like wow this is creative this is amazing like yeah. it was a great environment i'm yeah. sad when we had to strike it all yeah 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 <laughs> start again yeah you got to give those wallpaper books back to aztec sometime <laughs> <laughs> Um, so you get, so you get done these shows and then you just, your balls out. You're just doing like two or three shows at a time now. <laughs> well, cross after country, was, then you're doing I, like cross country work. Cross country. Cross yeah. country. I, after that, I, yeah, I went, uh, to do Pose. Um, Judy, let's see, Judy did the pilot in the second episode of Pose season one. And then I, I don't, I don't, she, I think had another project lined up or something. So then I got the call and asked if I wanted to take over, um, on episode three of Pose season one. And then that just carried over. And then from there, when I was in New York, Ryan asked me to do the politician. So then I flew back to LA at the end of Pose <laughs> and kind of, and then back to New York a little bit, um, and then started that and then back. Yeah. So I was flying back and forth at uh, I watched the first season of Pose. I haven't gotten into the second season. Well, maybe I did. Maybe I started the second season, but I haven't gotten back to it. Um, it's, it's sad to me. Like, the whole thing is, like, exciting and sad. And oh. The, and, mm -hmm. and, and the sets are, like, that, like, gritty and then, like, 80s glitzy. Like, they're so, they're so seesaw of that. So mm -hmm. when when you are doing like the the swing sets of it or new sets come up, like how are you balancing that of oh we got to make it really dirty or we got to bring this up because it's at Electra's loft. It's such a great gem of a set <laughs> I feel because it's so versatile. Mm -hmm. So it's, uh, that was one that I inherited. So I can't take in credit for that. That was, that was established in the pilot. And, um, but I think for me, when I, once I took over it, it, 
I tried to create, you know, taking my uh, cues from Derek, I, you know, do heavily did my research and that time period. And so for me in working with costumes, um, I took it as I wanted, you know, the background to be as realistic as possible. And then Anna Lucia and Lou would come in with their costumes and it would just like the characters would pop off the screen and you're like, oh, you got some gritty, you know, real New York behind them. But you see the amazingness of Pose with the colors and the stuff that they did um, in the costuming. And especially in season one. In season two, we kind of, you know, because then it turned to the 90s. And... um, we, I still kept it, especially for certain characters like Miss Orlando and stuff like that. We really, you know, just referenced, you know, all of our research, like what was going on at that time period, or is there a trash, you know, strike at that point, or what, you know, what did this right. neighborhood look like back then? Um, and luckily it was pretty well documented back, back then. So, um, research, 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 and we had boards up all around the office and it'd be like, what, you know, like this is, I had a certain like trash level that I would give to the set deck department. We'd be like, okay, we're at like a, like a three max, like this is like max capacity trash in the streets now. Like this is going to be a big one. And it just it depended on the scene and, and where they were in New York at that time. It It is fun to um, get so much research and then pulling tidbits out of it and not using it all I think editing too in our world is so important and like because you can find like 20 great pieces of research for like this one set and if you tried to implement everything it'd look like a you know a, a painting that like it might 16 month old did like it's just it's too much right. it's just too much yeah. yeah it's over and uh Mila my spectator there was so bold to me because she actually um, she belonged to a house back then and oh, she wow. had walked in a few of the balls. So she was so fun to work with. And, you know, when I would put my pitch boards together for Ryan and I would come back with it and she would be like, Oh yeah, totally. I know where that is. I know where I could get that. I know where we, you know, or even finding locations and stuff like that. Cause I, you know, I went to school in New York for yeah. four years, but I was definitely not in any sort of scene like that to, to know New York that well. And it was a different New York. Um, so she was great at being like, oh, that, that happened, you know, downtown here at this club, it's no longer, but this club looks like, you know, so she was super helpful um, along the way. Oh, that's great. As well as Janet Mock and Stephen Canal, they were very involved, um, the writers of the, of the show along with Ryan, um, you know, and just giving, giving me their input on certain things on, on how things looked and, and how their experiences were and stuff like that. Was it hard? Is it hard to shoot in New York or is it, are you, I mean, are you? It, it, the exterior part of it in certain areas is hard because New York literally changed from season one to season two. Every time I go back to New York, there's more digital things popping up in the streets that people can charge their phones on or do that. And it's like, how are you shooting a, you know, the 1990s or late 80s, early 90s TV show when, you know, there's all these giant screens everywhere where people can charge their cell phones uh so we had a lot of steam pipes covering things and bought you know we'd make these giant boxes look like some sort of fire you know something so it's getting very challenging to do it uh, i didn't even think of <laughs> TV, that a period tv show especially there. all the digital 
uh, like um, like out here, they took a bunch of them down like a couple of years ago. But all of a sudden, there were so many digital billboards around. It was so distracting. <laughs> yeah, it's crazy. Just the you know the um, parking meters, just everything. You know now uh, the city bikes. Yeah, <laughs> the city. City like bikes. there's city bikes everywhere in New York now. So. So you were back and forth because you started the politician while you were doing Pose. I was just finishing up Pose when I started pitching Ryan ideas for um, politician. The politician is so bold and so graphic. (laughs) It's, um, is that a design choice presented by you? Was that like something that was written? Was it, is it Ryan? So my first call with Ryan about the politician, he was very brief and, and to the point, which he always is, which I appreciate. And he was like, I, you know, I want the feel for this show to be like the Gucci 2018 line, but with like layerings of call me by your name. And I'm like, okay, I had to look, you know, I hadn't seen call me by your name yet. And I had to look up the Gucci 2018 line because I didn't. How do you not know that, Jane? How do yeah, you I not know, know that? I, Hello. I didn't catalog that <laughs> that spring. Um, so, you know, I looked it up and I was like, oh, okay, all right. So let's how can I how can I graphically put my pitch boards together for this? Um so there was a couple of sleepless nights of like just lying awake, like, how do those two things come together? Like, how is this coming together? And then I did my usual just like research, you know, go down the rabbit hole and um, started to get inspired by Sister Parrish and um, Albert Hadley's designs. Mm. And once I kind of stumbled upon her, everything just started to flow and come together for me. And her use of patterns with bold colors in a classy way. I mean, she decorated the white house for the Kennedy, you know what I mean? Like she, it was just the perfect thing for me. And once I found out she had decorated the white house for the Kennedys, I was like, politician, yeah. like this is, yeah, it was meant this, to be. this is all coming. Yeah. You know, it was that exciting moment. I, you know, stayed awake for so many nights, like trying to figure out how the hell to come together on this, like doing research, but nothing was coming. Nothing was inspiring to me. And then finally I like stumbled upon this and I was like, yes, this is, to me, Gucci meets, you know, the you. classic old New England layering uh, that, you know, is Call Me By Your Name, which is Italian, but like, you know, just that whole vibe. And then, um, you know, I started in, in the current time period. So then I started to put my boards together and try and mix mix it all together. And it and it came out and there's some, some of the boards that I'm most proud of are, are the or original pitch ideas for the politician. And then I flew to LA and pitched Ryan and he, he liked, he liked it all. And those boards became literally the, every set. It was like, okay, well this set is going to be this board and this color tone. And and each character had their own like colors and tones that I did for each one based off of the four initial um, concept boards. Do you think being a graphic designer really keys into these things i mean it must right i mean yeah i i you know attribute it to graphic designing and just my 
design education and what I've learned along the way from different people. I think it all, it all comes together because there'll be moments where I'm like, Oh, this board's a little bit too, like it needs to be more less realistic and more fun, you know? So there's always that, that creative balance, I think that it helps, but yes. I loved uh, Lucy's bedroom (laughs) in the politician. Astrid? Is it Astrid? Astrid. Oh. The green? Yeah, the green. Yeah. Which... That was uh, $8,000 wallpaper. (laughs) I was going to say. Which looked expensive, is what I was going to say. I... I, Like, I will do the set for $10,000 as long as I can get my $8,000 wallpaper. That's awesome. Isn't it hard, though, sometimes when you see samples of wallpaper that are like one by one you're like this is awesome and Mm -hmm. then you see it up on the wall and you're like whoa this is like this is a lot and sometimes it's too much and it doesn't work and sometimes you're like I never could have imagined how great this looks like wallpaper's very tricky especially on camera because you don't know if they're going to see this whole room and they're only going to be like bubble heads or whatever so to take chances with wallpaper like that and and other sets on the politicians it's just like fantastic it's so beautiful it don't it did come with a moment of like oh shit yeah uh, <laughs> when it was up it was i loved it like i i had the sam you know a small sample and i loved it and i loved the reflectiveness of the gold underneath and then i got in there and the sun was shining in in a weird way and i was like oh god is simon gonna freak out on me because this <laughs> It's going to be like bouncing light everywhere. And I was like, I had that panic moment of when you do a set and you're like, oh no, did I just bone right. somebody else on, on the crew? And so I immediately like sent some video and some pictures to Simon. I'm like, is this going to be a problem? Like, do you need me to tone this down? Is it? And thank God he was like, no, no, I think it's going to be great. I think it'll be fine. Don't worry about it. Don't worry. You know, don't worry about the bouncing. I think it'll be fine. And I was like, oh, because I really loved it. I yeah. fought for the, the expense <laughs> of it. And then. I put it up and I'm like, oh, uh-oh. And then, and then you chose zebra carpet. <laughs> you didn't even like. Was, you just... If you saw, if you saw the the um, the concept board and the whole and all of it together with the crazy pattern of the wallpaper with the zebra, it like that's a great part about the boards. Is like you can see these crazy patterns together and how they can work. Yeah. And then, so once you you know you're decorating and, and you're like, Oh, the, the zebra carpet will be great in here because we know it works on the board. The other thing too, is when you, when you do these rooms and you look at it undecorated, the, the decor, like this has a bed in it and lamps and like, it covers a lot of it up too, mm-hmm. which is a sin sometimes. And you know, but yeah, it, it just all like works like the metals in the room and like, I don't know. It's such and a, that was it's such an interesting uh, how, room. that was a location room. That wasn't a build. It um, oh, wow. so when we went in there, it was like a I think it was like brown decor. It was like an office. Oh wow! Oh, I just realized that it's not a carpet; it's a rug. So was that a rug you had made, or did the decorator get it? The decorator. Oh, the decorator. Had the decorator. Got it. Oh, I was like at first I thought it was a full rug. It's crazy. And you decorated like the hallway that you did the wallpaper like the hallway or her bathroom. I guess it's her bathroom, ish. Her bathroom. Uh, 
Um, there's like another room with yeah, the wallpaper. The little hall, the yes, the little sideway the hallway that goes into her bathroom. Yeah. And then to like completely go the opposite way of this was the cabin. <laughs> like, cabin. Old lady cabin for Jessica Lang. It's so awesome. Yeah. I, I love that I, cabin. I think they said her character was from West Virginia. I was like, okay, well, let's, oh, there, let's yeah. do this. There's West Virginia. Yeah. So, um, you know, we found this great location. And oh, wow. Amber Haley, the decorator. Wow. What? I thought it was a build. No, that was the location. Oh, wow. Where is uh -huh. that? It's. I'm very, it's like kind of near Dodger Stadium. I'm not sure what that area is technically called. I don't know. Alicia Park or something. I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Um, so that, it, it was over there. And that was a, a fun, fun little re kind of redo, redecorate. We, we did paint because um, we used the same bedroom for Infinity as her grandmother. And we just had to repaint it and change it and we we painted it um but the brown that's in there the dark moodiness is that location and then we uh amber went in and decorated it and we you know i wanted to bring some taxidermy in and just kind of bring a little little yeah. bit different to just be so contrasting between the two lives between like peyton and her yeah no it reads really well so you i mean I think I talked to you one time and you were like at a house in Malibu. Like you had so many locations for the politician. So many. Like locations. what were builds? Were there like, you know, season one, there weren't a lot of builds. Um, yeah, we had, we did. It's like you were on location, location, location. We were, we did um, the New York hotel room. That was a build. We did the classroom, one of the classrooms where Peyton is in all of the time. We did that, um, and we changed that over to, like, another area in the school as well. We built that. We built um, Dusty's basement and um, Ricardo's basement, and we did all, all the builds for all the flashbacks, like when he was Lincoln getting shot, which was really fun <laughs> to research that and rebuild that. That was fun. And um, I forget what episode it was when they're talking about the was it the guy in the seventies who you know all those little vignettes of like the steam room and then oh, him right, at right. the you know all that stuff those were all builds um, and then everything else it was a super heavy location show this first season like the whole ha the whole Gwyneth Paltrow house was that the house in Malibu? No, that was in Thousand Oaks. Oh wow, huge huge house! Oh my god. It, it's a pretty in the um, horse uh, um, stables were all there as well. It, it's yeah. a big property, a big beautiful. Um, the backyard, which is in the pilot, is a different backyard than the Thousand Oaks house. Mm. The like pool with like the yeah, like Greek statues or whatever. I think or something. It, it's it, it's well, they had all the um, animals that they were shooting. Oh, right, yeah. right, right, right. With the arrows. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. But I think one of the things that kept me watching that show was just to see, like, what sets were coming up because they were so graphic and so much fun. It was a really good show so visually to watch. I really enjoyed that. I love that show. 
I love designing that. And for me, that was my first, I, I didn't take over for anybody. It was my first out of the gate oh, design. Yeah, yeah. So that was, that's why I have a special place in my heart. Yeah. With it. Um, and then, so you've, you did the second season of Pose or you left? I forget. No, I did the second season. You did the second, you did the whole second season. The whole the- second season. God, I don't even know how you, uh, and they all begin with P. Like, I know, <laughs> Pose, I know. Pose, Politician, and the Prom. And Prom. Prom, which is the film that you were working on and almost, almost, almost finished up finished. right before COVID shut it, shut it all down. Correct. And that is another fun pops of color um, that you might, I mean, just because it's a stylistic, uh, there, there's maybe some crossovers with politician design wise because I'm the designer. So <laughs> it probably is, but it's, it's more of a poppy color fun. Um, a lot of fun builds we got to do. I mean, building 44th, our, our version of 44th street, downtown LA, um, oh, you know, great. New York's was so much fun, so much work, such a labor of love. And I really can't wait to see it. And then building our version of Sardis and, Oh, it's, I went to Sardis. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Our, our Sardis is going to be a little different than, than the real Sardis. Well, whatever. Well, it's just, you know, it's a musical, so you yeah. have to... You, you get liberties. Yeah, exactly. It's, but I, it's, it's, I'm really proud of it, and I, I can't wait for to be able to start showing people photos and, and you know, seeing the... So hopefully we get to finish it soon so we can release it. Um, it's a film for Netflix by Ryan Murphy. Is it different working for him on a film or NTV or is it the same process? It is the absolute same process. I mean, I think Ryan, you know, cares about each individual project and, and, um, it, it, for me, it was the same. It was, um, he gives TV, TV, the same respect as a feature. It, it, Mm. it doesn't change for him. Um, they're all, I think his, his project you know his like his children so well that's good I mean you didn't have to learn a new process or anything for no I mean it was you know I the pitch boards the the looks the you know 3d renderings and and stuff like that it just are a good way to to hash out what you know he's thinking and what I'm thinking because we're never you know he was I was over in Paramount and he's over at Fox so you know, when we had our, our weekly meetings, it's like, hey, are, am I going in the right direction? Is this where you want to go? And, you know, and he would, you know, navigate via the board. Right. So those, those are so important in our process. So you're finishing up the prom and then you and I are starting, we started-ish the uh, started. next American crime story of uh, the impeachment of Bill Clinton, which I, I think we had five scripts, which were so good. It's so yes. good. It's so, so good. dark and funny and, um, I mean, not funny, funny, but like a dark humor, mm-hmm. I would say. And, um, I'm really excited. I am really excited to redo the white house in a different era. And then in like a Ryan Murphy white house, mm-hmm. <laughs> just like not going to be a regular white house. Let's say <laughs> it'll no. be, it's recognizable, but it'll be, you know, 
it's going to be its own thing yeah. as you know we all take liberties on those on those moments and again it's going to well it was going to be a lot of locations too besides you building a complete west wing uh a pentagon mm-hmm. um houses of uh linda tripp and monica Lewinsky, and i mean i'm sure plenty of other builds I mean, it's a massive show that you've <laughs> brought me into here. <laughs> Welcome yeah. to the world. Yeah. Um, um, yeah. I mean, I hope we, you know what, I, I am, I think COVID's going to change a lot of, a, a lot of things. Um, and hopefully we get to even build more. I think building is fun for you and I, yeah. um, to yeah. create a world on its own rather than walking into something. Uh, I, I'm interested to see how this all plays out. Yeah, I I think it's, um, you know, they didn't used to go out and have 30 locations an episode. So, you know, if we tailor that back a little, I'm sure that's probably what's going to happen, I think. And I don't know, remember the days on House and Bones when they were like in the lab or in the hospital for three days of shooting and everyone had a breather? Like, yes. That's maybe how it'll go again. It'll be kind of nice to be like, oh, they're in the Pentagon today. Woohoo! Like, um, we build sets that are shot more than just once. Like, yeah. Oh, that's crazy. (laughs) One timer. Uh, It's going to be beautiful. I mean, the sets are are obviously going to be beautiful between you and I. But um, I think, I think too, I think the next year is just going to be interesting for us. And I think we're going to be on this show for about a year. I well, I mean, I've already been on the prom for over over. I'm coming up on a year. Wow. Like, I've been on the prom right. and talking about you the same August, thing. right? I well, I started two weeks, the last two weeks of July. Wow. Wow. Yeah, I said to uh, my lead man Patrick Alvin, uh like a couple weeks ago. I was like, I think our rap party will be like probably this time next year <laughs> as if we'll have a rap party but oh, yeah. yeah right well hopefully vaccine and we can all party again yeah. together yeah uh i think it's just i think it's just the sweetest just sweet um but honest and um very, I would say, like, headstrong, confident, but um, very aware of what the set needs. I guess that's what I've already picked up on working with her as a decorator um, and direct. Like, this is the color I want. This is what we're doing. There it is. Or what do you have that we can go off of? She's just very direct in, in knowing what she wants, very very clear on palette I would have to give her that and that's super helpful for me and for the buyers like when we're we're out looking for furniture and or picking fabric it's it's a wonderful tool to have a palette to go off of so I'm, I'm really glad that she designs that way <laughs> um, she's also a fantastic dresser I should put that in there too she she dresses well I do, uh, I do, um, applaud her for that. So, 
Um, I'm sure I'll be talking through the next almost year while we're on this project <laughs> about, um, you know, how we're doing <laughs> and if we're surviving. So I'm glad you got to know her a little bit. And, uh, yeah. Hey, I wanted to thank everybody for listening and for emailing any questions and, um, yeah, and following on Instagram and Facebook and Twitter and all that jazz. So thank you for following. If you had a couple seconds, just click up, click down, five little stars, click, click, click. I appreciate it so much. Um, thank you. Can you believe summer is over? Have you been floating on your stogie floaty? You better get on it. Stogie Floaty Luxury Pool Float, available now on Amazon, Etsy, and stogiefloaty.com.